This is our scripture that we've been saying every Sunday. Psalms 37, 4 and 5. Take delight in the Lord. He will give you your heart's desire. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him and He's going to help you. He's going to help. You know, as Christians, it's easy for us sometimes just to be overwhelmed and never ask God to help you. I mean, God is waiting on us. We're not waiting on God. He wants us to invite Him into our lives and to help us in everyday, everyday situations. Amen? And uh, there's a couple of things. We talked about the tongue and... Um, the only thing that activates or deactivates the blessings of God is unbelief and faith. We said that. But I think that uh, if you truly believe in the power of what, it, what you have on the inside of you, we should be doing this a lot more often than what we, we do. Or maybe you've never done that. Proverbs 11.11 says this, Through the blessing of the upright, a city, Pueblo, is exalted. But by the mouth of the wicked, it is destroyed. So you can bless or you can curse your city in which you live in. And I don't know about you, but we, we probably have all done that. Oh, man, I tell you what, Pueblo is this, this, and Pueblo is that, and Pueblo is this. You fall into the category, the mouth of the wicked, it is destroyed. Or you can fall in the first part, through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. So if you don't like the city that you're in, it may be because of the words you've been speaking over the city. City's blessed. Our city's blessed. You know, and this, I believe this is a sign with Pastor Mark coming here. I believe there's going to be such tremendous unity in the body of Christ like never before. I said like never before. You know, this is the, Jesus said there's only going to be one sign that the world's going to know that you're my disciples. Not how much doctrine you know. Not how much Bible you can throw in somebody's face. The main sign is going to be is your love for one another. The world's going to go, wow, man. Christians actually love each other. Isn't that amazing? Anyway, I really have... Uh, I was going to talk about fear today. And uh, Luke chapter 21, verse 25, is, it says, Expect to witness among amazing, perplexing signs throughout the universe with the sun, the moon, the stars. The raging of the sea will bring desperation and turmoil of many nations. Earthquakes will bring panic and disaster. What men see coming to the earth will cause the fear of doom to grip their hearts, for they will even see the powers of the heavenly realm shaken. And at last, when you see how the Son of Man comes surrounded with a cloud and a great power of miracles and the radiance of splendor and the great glory and praises, it will make you jump for joy for the day of your full transformation has arrived. You know, one translation says that people are just going to have heart attacks. Their heart's going to fail them because of what is going on. And I know a lot of people say a lot of this has already transpired in 70 AD it may have you may believe that but I do know one thing the Bible is not just a history book of something that has happened it's the word of God which is vibrant and alive and is great for you and me to realize that it's alive and well today amen so I do know that um, 
I remember reading a story, you know, back in, was it 19, when did uh, Pueblo flood? The Great Flood, 1921? I was going to say 21, is that right? You know as about as much as I do then. Everybody's going, yeah. Anyway, it did such great devastation that uh, I heard that people were jumping off the, the bridge uh, that goes across uh, Santa Fe and people were committing suicide because they lost everything. And so uh, when people, when devastation happens and people don't think there's any hope, they don't even think that there's life worth living. But the Bible says that God is the God of all hope. There's always hope. If you ever come to a situation where you feel like, man, I just don't feel like there's any hope, then you haven't looked at God. I said, you're not considering God. And so instead of talking about fear today, uh, it's, it, I'm going to kind of try to dovetail it in. But um, I've got a question for you before I start. Do you want to see God move in supernatural ways? Do you want to? There's a great missionary. His name was Hudson Taylor. He was a missionary to China. He said to his wife, at a very, very difficult time in their ministry, he said, we have 25 cents is all we have and all of the promises of God. Man, that is just... Slap you upside the head good. You know what I mean? I mean, to know that your circumstance doesn't mean anything because you have God. I'm going to say this. There are things that Jesus paid for. 100%. 2 Peter 1, 3. 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 3. 1 through 3. It's in 2 Peter. That God has given us all things. He's given us everything that we need for life and for godliness. But this is the thing. There are things that Jesus paid for, but we are still learning to take hold of. He's paid for it all, but we're still learning. And it doesn't make them any less true when we don't walk in the fullness of it. There's a minister friend that I... Their church... He was in Ohio, I mean, a few years ago, and it's still happening. They were going, they're going, he was going through something that I know our church is, I feel like we're, we're, we're stepping into it. And that is this, he said, every Sunday people were getting healed. Miracles were happening every single Sunday. They were, every single Sunday. And so, uh, I think it was either his sister or a close relative got cancer and died. And somebody put, you know, Facebook them or faced sent him a message and uh, said well if you believe in healing why did your sister die I mean first of all how can a Christian even do that but I digress but um, this is the thing just because you you believe in something and, and, and it doesn't coincide with what you're believing it doesn't mean that oh so the Bible let's just throw it away let's throw away everything we've been believing in no I would rather believe in healing 
and, and see people healed. And you say, well, is everybody going to get healed? Probably not because Jesus didn't get everybody healed. Mark chapter 6. You can read it when you get home. He said he could do no, he went to his hometown, he could do there no mighty works. Only a few people. Why? Because they wouldn't believe. That was Jesus. I said that was Jesus. But look at all of the things. So would he, after that, should he say, well, I guess this healing stuff doesn't work? <laughs> no, man. The Bible says after that, he went about their synagogues and teaching all of the people. I wonder what he was teaching, that Jesus is a healer. Anyway, so, and I do believe this, that we're not just looking for miracles of manifestations of people getting healed. We also are believing for lives to be transformed, man. Lives to be totally transformed. And, um, Janet, I thought you were going to preach my message this morning. I was going to say, First Kings, here we go. First Kings, chapter 16, verse 33. And Ahab, Ahab was the king of Israel, and he made a wooden image. Ahab did more to provoke the God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. This dude was wicked with a capital W, man. I mean, he was just wicked, wicked. And uh, chapter 17, verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. You got to be pretty bold to say, it ain't going to rain until I say it's going to rain. Man, the audacity. And just a little bit, I'm not going to read all the verses, but so there was a great famine, obviously, because there was no rain. So God told Elijah, you need to go to this certain brook and uh, I'm going to send birds to feed you. Can you imagine getting fed by birds, you know? We have a bird feeder in our backyard. We feed the birds. Not one of them has ever dropped anything in our lap. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but anyway, he, he's taken care of for a long period of time. And all of a sudden, the brook dries up so there's no more water. And God t tells him, there's a woman in Zerapath. She's a widow woman. I'm going to... Uh, send you there and she's going to take care of you he gets there and this is what she says I don't have a few little bit of oil and, and flour I'm going to make this for me and my son we're going to die and you know my first thought would have been I thought you said that she was going to take care of us she can't even take care of herself but Elijah didn't believe that he believed the word of the Lord and he sits there and he goes make me a cake first wow so she does. And there is an endless supply of oil and an endless supply of flour from that day forward. She's taken care of. So that happens. And of course, it was just her and her son. I mean, there's challenges. There are challenges. And one day her son dies. You think, well, man, if you're in this whole thing about healing and believing God life is just going to be good no there's going to be challenges her son didn't just get sick he died so Elijah prays for him not once but not twice but three times he lays on him and, and he comes back to life and for three years it hasn't rained and so now 
Elijah hears from God saying, okay, now it's time. And so, but the problem is that there was 450 false prophets of Baal. And then there was another 400 prophets. That was that Jezebel took care of. That was the wife of, of Ahab. So there's a total of 850 false prophets. And so all of Israel had gone the way of idolatry and serving Baal. Not serving God. And so uh, Elijah goes and he meets Ahab. And Ahab and Elijah do not have a great working relationship, to say the least. Because Ahab knows that the reason it hasn't rained is because of this boy named Elijah. So he says, I'm going to get, I want you to, you get all of Israel and get all, all the prophets of Baal. And we're going to meet. And we're just going to see whose God is God. So all 850 prophets show up. And the Bible says... Israel shows up. Israel shows up. So 1 Kings 18, verse 20. So Ahab sent all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. Now listen to me. But the people answered him not a word. I preach messages like that before. And the people answered not a word. Just saying. You know, it's just kind of like nobody's impressed about what you say. That's basically what is happening here. Moving right along, verse 22. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls. Let them choose one bull for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood. But put no fire under it and we'll prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood. Put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of my Lord and the God who answers by fire. He is the God. So all the people answered and said, hey, well spoken that's a good idea now Elijah verse 25 said to the prophets of Baal choose one bull for yourselves prepare it first for you are many call on the name of the God but put no fire under it so they took the bull which was given them they prepared it called the name of Baal from morning till noon saying O Baal hear us but there was no voice no one answered then they leaped about the altar which they had made they got emotional and so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he's meditating, or he's busy, or he's on a journey. Perhaps he's sleeping. He must be awakened. I like Elijah. Because I could see me saying stuff like that. Times ten. But uh, verse 28, so they cried aloud. They even cut themselves as their custom and knives and lances until the blood gushed out on them. And when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice, no one answered, no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So all the people came near to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob to whom the word of the Lord had come saying, Israel shall be your name. 
Then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two seas of seed. And he put the wood on in order. He cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood and said, Fill four water pots with water. Pour it on the burnt sacrifice on the wood. Then he said, Do it a second time. And they did it. He said, Do it a third time. And they did it. So the water ran all around the altar. And it also filled up the trench with water. This, you know, stuff that's soaked in water doesn't burn. Is that right? I didn't do that great in science, but I'm pretty sure that if something is soaked in water, it just won't catch fire. And it came to pass, verse 36, at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are the God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Everybody thought that Elijah was just speaking. But Elijah was hearing from God. And he was speaking what he heard God saying. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me that the people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the dust. And it licked up the water that was in the trench. I mean, the stones literally disappeared. They burned to ashes. Everything in there just totally dissolved and was gone. Then, verse 39. Now, now. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. They weren't saying anything to Elijah before this. No one listened to Elijah's sermon. His sermon did not impress them. I'm sure, Mark, you and I, we preach sermons that no one was impressed. Not even our spouse. But anyway, it happens. The demonstration of God's power was a better sermon than Elijah's words. The people didn't repent because of Elijah's preaching. And I'm all for preaching. I are one. But they repented when they saw the power of God demonstrated. And I believe that this... It's what's going to happen, and not only in Pueblo, but around the world again. That of all the preaching, people, I mean, there are so many great preachers on this planet. I, um, I'm going out of town tonight and spending three or four days with a couple of minister friends of mine. We're just going to pray and seek God. And... Uh, they are great men of God. I mean, there's just Pueblos full of great men of God. There's every city. I guarantee you people go, well, I just can't find a church. There's a church that has men and women that are full of God that are just going to teach and preach great messages. They're not great, perfect people, but they serve a great and perfect God. But I believe... That for such a time as this, I believe that the world is in a place where just preaching of the gospel 
is not waking up people like it should. Now, don't get me wrong. Romans chapter, um, I just went blank. But the power of God, the preaching of the word is the power of the God. The power of God. The preaching. The preaching of the gospel is the power of God. So there's power in preaching the gospel. There is. There is. But Paul, when he went through Athens, he just knew that those people were kind of like the people in Ahab's time, that they were just full of idolatry. They were deaf to hearing what God had to say. Just like when Elijah started teaching... There was not a word. Why? Because they go, yada, 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 yada. I hear that. They weren't impressed. I believe there's a lot of churches. I believe there's a lot of Christians. And I believe there's a lot of heathen that know about God. I believe there's a lot of things that people have heard. But yet, they don't really believe it. Or, you know, we've all, let's just be honest. We've all, I'm a preacher, so I... There's all been all of us. We our journey through life with God. It's just been oh, I'm so hungry. I love God. I love God. I love God. Oh, it's just so great. It's just so great. It's it's okay. It's okay. And it's you know well, oh well. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody. But this is what I know. There has to be a wake-up call. Listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, 4. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5, it says this. My message and my preachings were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Why? So that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think according to the power that is in us. The same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you and me. You know, so we really don't need to have any prayer meeting to say uh, God send the power. It's not going to happen. You can't get any more. Can you get any more power than Jesus? I said, can you get It's not a trick question. I mean, if, if Jesus is not enough, you're in trouble. I said, if Jesus is not enough, you're in trouble. If you need more power than Jesus, you're, you're something wrong with you or you're in trouble. No, Jesus is enough. And you have him. We just got to be waking up to this. And so... Um, I know that, well, let me just read 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, real quick. Verse 1, it says, But you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce and difficult for the people of God. People will be self-centered, lovers of themselves, obsessed with money. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. Do you believe this is talking about today? They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander, slaves to their desires. They will be uh, ferocious, belligerent, haters of what is good and right, with brutal 
treachery, they will act without restraint. Bigoted and wrapped in clouds of their conceit, they will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of the loving God. They, listen to me, verse 5. They will pretend to have respect for God, but in reality want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from people like this. So this is my question to you. Are we going to be a people that believe in the supernatural power of God? Are we going to believe that? Or are you satisfied with coming to church and filling out your religious square? Are you, are you satisfied? I know when I, there's been times in my life that I, I, that's, okay, went to church, check. Nobody here is like that, I know. We're talking about your relatives. I just, I don't know. We, either God's word is true or it's not. It's either true or it's not. Or are we just, or just being religious? Just, uh, you know, well, praise God. You know, to have a crutch to go through life. What's your crutch? Well, it, it's my religion. That's my crutch. Only problem with that, Jesus is a healer, and so you don't really need a crutch if you're serving him. But are we going to believe in the supernatural power of God? Are we going to be a church people that, let's just put it this way, do we want to go for it? Do we want to go for believing in the supernatural? Yeah, but what if we fail? You will. You will. I've told this story, you know, that when I started back uh, when I was 18, I was in the Air Force, and I found out that God was a healer, that God was a miracle worker. I didn't believe that because my church didn't believe that, so I just believed that God, all of that passed away. And so when I found out, I went to a different church when I got out in the Air Force, and I went to this church that believed in the power of God. The first person I prayed for, he was an 80-something-year-old man, had cancer. They said he was going to die. I went to the hospital, laid hands on him. The next day, he died. So you have a choice. This doesn't work, or I'm not going to believe in it, or what my doctrine is going to be based upon what I see with my eyes. If that's going to be your doctrine, you're going to always miss it. And you're always, listen to me, you're always going to be underneath the world instead of on top of it. So, are we going to believe in the supernatural? Are you going to be, believe that people can be healed? Are you going to believe in, how about this, somebody who is so wicked, 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 like a Saul, and they can be radically saved and changed and transformed? Instead of getting on Facebook and saying, I can't believe this person is so wicked, and he's so this, and he's... Yeah, he's too far gone for God. He's done too much bad. For the blood of Jesus is just not quite powerful enough for the blood to save him. Ow! Yeah, United States is going to hell in a handbasket because, you know, just all of this 
You know, God's going to have to judge us all, you know, because of all this. That's what some people are preaching. And it's, you know, that's what they believe. That's what they believe. But I believe that judgment was poured upon Jesus. And he's going to take a stand and say, that's my kid. That's my daughter. That's my son. And I'm not giving up on him. I'm not giving up on America. I'm not giving up on Pueblo, Colorado. So, if we're going to go for it, what can we do? Because, I mean, this, you, we can leave here and go, oh, that's such a great message. And case Sarah, 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 whatever it will be, it will be, and nothing changes. So, we're going to see how, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. So, what can we do? We, meaning you. If we're going to believe for the supernatural, what do you think are some, this is your time now, I'm done. So this is your time to speak. Really don't want you talking while I'm preaching, but now I'm preaching then, so now I want you to talk. So what can you do? Just raise your hand, I'll call on you, unless you have to go to the bathroom. Yes, sir. Read the word. What's good about reading the word? Well, first of all, if you don't know that Jesus is a healer, ka-ching, wisdom, reading the word gives you wisdom, is that what you're saying? Or you're you're saying that's number two? Number two. What's that? That's number two? I was asking. Yes, it is. Do you spend time with my wife? Get wisdom. Don't say any words that are hard to pronounce or spell. Yes. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Why, what's good about praying in the Holy Ghost? The Bible says you really don't know everything that you have need of or, or know how to pray. You know, some people say, man, I just wish I could pray right. Nobody knows how to pray right. That's why you, we have the Holy Ghost. What's that? Act. Act. Which would mean? Do it. Do it. Put, the Bible says this. Believers lay hands on the sick and they. John. Be led by the Spirit. You could put a piece of lead in your pocket and somebody says, what's going on? I'm being led. You shouldn't even have laughed at that. That was so corny. That was. I'm not going to say it. Okay, I'll say it. That was an Ed joke. <laughs> if you don't know Ed, Ed and Chris, both of them can be corny as I'll get down. Did somebody have their hand up back there? Oh! Chicken chow mein. 
Hey, just so you know, I'm not doing this for just my benefit. You either take a picture of this, or if you have a photographic memory, you don't have to take notes. But if you're not going to memorize this, or if you're not going to do this, then yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Who else? Yes, ma'am. Recall events that were God moved. Oh, that's good. So that, that's what they did in the Old Testament. You know, when they crossed the Jordan River, they would put rocks in the middle. And then when their kids grew up and say, how, where did, how did those stones and that pillar of stones get put there? Well, sit down, son. I'm going to tell you how it got there. Back in my day, the Lord made that dry, opened up the Red Sea, and we went across it. And I tell you what, we just built a so you, we could always remember what God did. So, what are we going to say to that? Uh, remember. That's number seven. Okay, somebody else? What's that? Testify. Tell somebody else. Who said? Believe. Let's do that with expect. Believe and expect. What's that? Praise. Be thankful that God is a supernatural God. What's that? Love one another. Okay, 10. Aretha Franklin, what's love got to do with it? Everything. <laughs> Everything. She was the one who sang that, right? Was that yes or no? She was, who, who's, who sang that? Tina Turner. And that's why we open it up for the audience. Are we good? Are we good? Praise, worship. Praise and worship. We'll put worship with praise, though. All right. This is my whole point of this message. If we really want to be a people that see the supernatural, we can't just be waiting on God. I believe God's waiting on Pueblo. I believe he's waiting on us. If Jesus isn't enough for the supernatural, then we're all doing this in vain. And let me just say this. We, you, and me... You don't have to think, oh, just, we just have to try harder. No, this is, this is not about you. It's not about me. It's about believing things. This is about causing our faith to be uh, activated so that the power that is in you can be manifested out here. It's not power up there coming down here. It's power in here being manifested out here. 
Peter at the gate just said, what do you want? And the, the, the crippled guy says, well, I want to be healed. He said, such as I have, I give unto you. Amen. Yes. Surrender your will. You know what that means? I mean, that means like there's times you go, I don't want to pray for that person. Could be embarrassing uh, because, you know, what happens if they, is there two R's in surrender? Okay, look funny. You know, because it, it, it could happen. It's happened to me. It's probably happened to anybody who prays for the sick. You pray for somebody and cricket, cricket, cricket. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. And then so the devil is going to jump on you and say, man, you are, you're an idiot. You're a fool. You're so, you're embarrassing Jesus. How does it feel to be an embarrassing Jesus? You can't. Let me just say this. You cannot embarrass Jesus. You cannot. Amen. Are we good? Let's be a people. Yes. Who? What? Yes. Amen. And this is what you need to. The Bible says do not forsake your the assembling of yourselves together. Plus, you know, I like to always remind people, Jesus, the Bible says this, Jesus went to the synagogue as was his custom. I always thought, even years ago, I thought, you know, if Jesus felt like he needed to go to church, maybe everybody else should feel like they need to go to church. Just saying. Even if you don't know why, just, well, I don't know. Why do you go to church? I just know Jesus did, so I'm following his example. Amen. And it's true. We need to listen because this needs to be something that's activated. You know, there's things that you get just because when you come together, you don't even know what you got. You know, it's kind of like eating. You know, I've given this illustration. You know, I, I'm not one of those pe- people that, you know, that I'm going to eat steak because I need protein and I need this. I'm Because, you know, when I eat a steak, my body doesn't go, oh, that protein was just so good. No, man, I just did. But I'm getting it. I'm getting stuff out of it. When I eat a salad, you know, I don't want to eat peas, but when I eat salad or green beans, but, you know, I get something out of that that my body needs it, but guess what? I don't know it. I don't know when, oh, yeah, I, I got that. What's in green stuff? <laughs> vitamin K? Oh, I vitamin K. Oh, whew. vitamin K just hit my, whew, hit my body. Vitamin K is so good. No, man, I just eat the salad. And my body, guess what? My body knows that it's going to take out the vitamins that it needs to grow and be healthy and be strong. You don't even know what you need spiritually in any other way or form. But when you come to church, you're just like your body. The body, that's why Paul called it, we are the body. We get stuff that we don't even know that we need. I'm telling you, you're getting stuff today that you didn't even know you needed. You can't go out and say, oh, wow, I got that. You may not even know it. Man, when I get leave for the restaurant, I don't sit there and go, I just got protein, vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin K. Oh, hallelujah. No, I don't know any of that stuff. My body, and if you do, you're weird. But, I mean, <laughs> nobody knows what you're getting. In a nice way. I'm sorry. In a nice way, you're weird. 
don't get offended. You get offended over that, you won't make it in this church. I'm just telling you. You will not make it in this church. You need to go Amazing Grace Fellowship right there. He will never offend you. He will never offend you. Here? Ah, I'm from Kentucky. We, we do that on purpose. Anyway. Oh, I shouldn't erase that. Sorry. Read the Word. Get wisdom. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You can still read it. Ask for the gift of interpretation. All right, let's stand. All right, all right. This is a scripture you can stand on. Acts 4.29. Can you pull that up, Lynn? Acts 4.29 and 30. This is a good one. I threw her a curveball. Acts 4.29 and 30. This is the... Now, Lord, consider the threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Verse 30. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So they just believe that. Lord, we're believing for us to have boldness. You have to have boldness if you're going to believe in the supernatural. Are you hearing me? you got to have boldness if you're going to believe in the supernatural. And then you got to respond to it. Lord, I believe you're going to use... God's not going to send, you know, all of the angels to do all of the work of the healing ministry or all the supernatural. No. He's going to use you, me, the body of Christ. Amen. Let's believe God. Let me pray for you. Father, we just believe in Jesus' name. We thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for the body of Christ all around the world. It's your body. Father, it's a mighty, awesome body because Jesus is the head. Jesus is the head of this tremendous body, organization called the church. So we're thankful, Lord, that you're causing unity within our city. You're causing unity within the nation. You're causing unity around the world because of the love of God being manifested. And Father, we are asking and believing for us to be awakened to the power that is in us, for the supernatural power of God that is in us. That the world may know that they are loved. People know that when they are relieved of pain and and their body is healed and their finances are met, they know that they are loved by you. So we are believing for the love of God to be manifested, Father. Through us, by your anointing, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God.